to the heart of the Father. We sing praise, Lord. We sing praise. We sing praise. God, we sing praise. We sing praise. We sing praise. holy moment I never want to leave never want to leave I'm not here for blessings Lord oh I'm not here for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything you can do, Lord. You can do. I just want you, Jesus. I just want you, Lord. I'm sorry. I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry. When I just sang another song. Take me back to where we start. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry. 
my agenda I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough take me back to where we start I open up my heart to Caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment Never want to leave For blessings, Jesus, you don't owe me anything, more than anything that you can do. I just want you, Jesus. I just want. Nothing else. Nothing, nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else, nothing else will do, Jesus. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else. will do
word. I want to feel the weight of glory fall. I want to know. I want to know the one who overcomes. I want to. I want to see, Lord. I want to be undone. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Rushing like a breath. Heaven open up. Come, never-ending waves. Never-ending waves. I am swept away. Holy Spirit, come. I want to hear the voice. The storm obeys. I want to feel your presence in this place. I want to know a pure and righteous love. Pure and righteous love. I want to see. I want to see. I want to be undone. I'm Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Rushing like the flood. Heaven open up. Never ending waves, Lord. Never ending waves. I am swept away. Holy Spirit, come. Come. I asked you. Come. Fall fresh. Have your presence, Lord. We're desperate for 
We have to have your presence, Lord. It's not my might or power, Lord, but it's by your spirit. We call upon your anointing, Lord God. We call upon your name, Lord. We call upon your word, Lord. We call upon your presence, Spirit of the living God. Come and flood this place, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Holy One. Come and do what only you can do, Lord. We make room for you. We make room for you. We make a place for you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come, come. Never in the waves, never in the waves. Rush in, Lord. It's your anointing, it's your anointing, Lord. Waves, waves, waves of glory. Hello, 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 Arana. We worship you. We adore you. We bless you. We honor you. We magnify you, Lord. Have your way, Holy One. Lord, we worship you in spirit and we worship you in truth, Lord. We give you glory, Lord, for who you are. Oya, oya, we make room for you, Lord. We're your children, we're your daughters, we're your sons, Lord. We cry out to you for a move of your spirit, O oh God. Anoint our ears, Lord. We want to hear, we want to hear, we want to know you, Lord. We want to see you as you are, face to face, O oh Lord God. We call upon your anointing, O oh Lord God, that destroys the yoke of bondage, Lord. We thank you, thank you, thank you for your move. For a move of your spirit, Lord. We thank you now for your presence. Lord, we glorify you. We worship and adore you, Holy One. We bless and honor. Spirit. Spirit, move. Spirit, move. Spirit, move. Come and do what only you can do. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glorious Wutura Tanduana Nadua Sakwileba Ruya. Ilu Iloa Randi Bivoha. Woo Shaha. Gloria Tunda Badura Rabura Dadusa. Glory, 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 glory. We wait on you. We wait on you. Thank you, Lord, for ears to hear. We decree and declare that your presence is here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your presence. My desire, my desire, your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that during tabernacles, Lord, a special time, Lord God, you want your presence, your presence to be known among your people, oh Lord God. 
you want to come and tabernacle with us. Your holy presence, Lord, in the midst, in the midst of us. I love your presence, Lord. I love your presence, Lord. all we need. You're all we need, Lord. Wow. Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord. You're all we need. Lord, we bless and honor and exalt and magnify you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. We glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, the sweet, sweet presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this time that you are with us, that we feel your presence. We, we are grateful, Lord, how you show us how real you are, yes, that you register into our spirits, Lord. And even now, even now you're refreshing us and restoring us and filling us, Lord God. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, how you change us, you mold us, and you make us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done. In Jesus' name we worship, worship, worship. So I'm going to deliver this word corporately, but I feel like it's pinpointing you. <laughs> so you pay special attention. The rest of you grab hold of it and run with it. The Lord says in this season, he's given you authority to rule and reign. Don't let go of the reins of the horse. Hold on to the reins. No matter how unruly the horse you're riding may get, don't let go of the reins. Even if you have to jerk in as in bit and bridle, scripture says, right? There are those that are unruly. He's given you authority over the unruly. So don't let go of the reins. Hallelujah. I'll take that word for myself too. Don't let go. Don't let go. We got to keep pressing on, keep going on. He, he keeps encouraging us. He keeps pushing us forward. He keeps saying, you can do it. I'm with you. Don't worry. You're not alone. We're getting this done together. You don't have to do this alone. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I have anointed you and appointed you and you, you are my child. And I have a great pleasure to bless you. God is so good. We thank his holy name. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to continue our worship by uh, celebrating the Lord's Supper, as we always have that privilege to do, that since Jesus has died for us and, and shed his blood to cover our sins and risen from the dead and sits at the right hand of the Father where he sends his Holy Spirit. And every time we go to another level, every time we get into his presence, we're moving on, moving up. He's promoting us. We just have to wait on the Lord and just let him do what he wants to do in us, right? So, but before we do this, we want to examine ourselves. Angela, it's good to have you with us, darling. She's going to be with us next month, praise the Lord. And I'm going to read from, I know you're all familiar with this, but we do have to remember. 
uh, besides remember the Lord's Supper. It's in the first Corinthians 11, and I'll be reading from 27 to 32. Therefore, who eats the bread, this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord because it's his love for us to chasten us, to show us the right way and how to repent by his grace, that we may not be condemned with the world. Praise the Lord. We will not be condemned with the world. Praise the Lord. I thank God every day. I will not be condemned with the world. I, you know, we don't, no one has to go to hell. Jesus has paid the way. So we need to rise up and tell people about Jesus because they need him. We need to get encouraged to say that what we are going to say and not be intimidated to say, Jesus loves you to somebody. If that, just that Jesus loves you. My husband writes on the tickets, God bless you, Jesus loves you. You don't know what that will do for somebody. You know, somebody may not ever heard that they're loved, even by a parent or anybody. So it's such a blessing. So follow the leads of the Holy Spirit. But Father God, we just thank you and praise you for your word. And yes, Lord, we will examine ourselves. And we ask you by the light of the Holy Spirit that you would show us those things that were not pleasing to you that uh, we know and are unknown. Forgive us, Lord, when we fall short to the point that when we are weak, but that we know that you are strong and how you have picked us up. So right now, Lord, we take a moment to think about that which we ask you to forgive us for. Uh, we forgive others. It is not worth it to not forgive somebody. We thank you, Lord, that we're forgiven. And you remind us that unless we forgive, we cannot be forgiven. And we don't want to ever be in that boat. We thank you, Lord, so that by your grace and by your blood that you would wash away everything. We repent. We say... If Satan is going before, the, uh, before your court and say any accusation of us, we say we're guilty and we ask you to forgive us and to wash us in your blood and make us righteous again so that we can celebrate this Lord, your supper in remembrance of what you did, Father, for us through Jesus and Jesus, how you humbled yourself to just come, to pick us up and to bring us into the kingdom. And we give you praise and glory that we can call you Abba, Father, and that you say we are your children. We thank you for that privilege in Jesus' name. And Miss Judy Geyser is gonna come up and she's gonna lead us and taking the elements. Right here, hello, Jesus. Can y'all hear me? First thing. Above all, what an honor to be in a group of such wonderful women. And how excited I get every time I get to come. And what a privilege we get to do to take the communions together. Because we're going to do this one day with our Lord in heaven. And he's waiting to do it with us in heaven. And this is a cup of victory. A cup of celebration. Because of what he's already done for us. So he, in obedience, this is obedience too. He said for us to do it. 
I don't know if y'all do it at home, but he says, as often as you do it. Yeah. I do it at home. I believe it's a meal that helps heals. I believe every time I take it, I get his power to get up and go further. This cup means a lot to me. I've been sick for three years, and I take this cup daily. Anyway, I'm glad to do it corporately because we praise at home, we pray at home, but it is so much more fun to do it corporately. And I can't wait for when we're all in heaven, lifting up this cup with our Savior and all that he's done for us. So we take the bread that was broken for us. And we take the cup where his blood was spilled out for our victory, for our union, for our, I feel like it's our marriage, <laughs> our marriage cup. And we drink in remembrance of all that he has done for us. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and the glory. We thank you, Lord. Their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Nothing, that's to rejoice, huh? Praise the Lord. And now I'm going to invite us. Charlotte Sleeper to come up, our little secretary there, and she's going to uh, continue our worship in the offering. Okay, I'm not used to this. Y'all, okay. So um, I just want to continue our worship with the offering, and um, this is our opportunity to give unto him. This is good ground to plant a seed in. And um, I just want to pray over the offering. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless the offering. Bless those that give, Lord Jesus. And let it further your kingdom, Lord God. And this is your ministry, Father. We give it unto you. Lorraine never says she's present. And she always says, a glow is your ministry. And so we just, we put you first, Father God, in every way. And we put you first today in our giving. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless the offering. Amen. We did move the offering of vessel that's over here under Jesus.
time to stop. It is. It's hard to stop worshiping. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, now I want you to help me welcome Miss Myra. Myla Moon. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you want, you want. Um, oh, that that should be okay up there. I'm sorry. What are you What are you asking? What are you asking me? Whatever you want. What are you asking me? Did you want to hold it? Oh, oh, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. So, oh, okay. All right. Technical difficulties. One moment. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Wow, was that not the most incredible worship? Incredible worship. As we were worshiping, I saw when you were, we were talking about raining down, I saw waterfalls all the way around, and we were like in the chamber of his waterfalls, and we still are. I feel his mist rising in all of this. So I just want to, you know, I, I am going to flow with the Holy Spirit for his honor and for yours, dear beloved of God, my dear friends. It is an honor to be here with you today and I am so grateful. And we may not, I had a PowerPoint and it's not gonna look, looks like it might not work out, but if it shows up, it's good. And Joyce, we just thank you and appreciate you so much for all you do. It is no small thing, so thank you for your efforts there. All right, well it is uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. What an incredible time we have in God's presence. And this is all week long. And, you know, to be here in his presence, as we were, um, Sandra, 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 Sandra was speaking, and she said that, like, the, the stars, you could see through the stars. I think it's what you were saying. Anyways, I have, there's this painting, actually, over there, and it's um, Starry Night. But the Lord, as that painting popped in my head, of course, and it was like God's canopy over us. He has tabernacled us already in his beautiful veil of the universe and how amazing, worlds without end. So thank you, Father God, we are grateful. So I'm gonna just pray right quick. I, mean, I pray in the Holy Spirit and I also pray in tongues, hallelujah, and angelic tongues. And I feel like that, I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but I would just wanna preface it with, I wanna release it here and you know what? Just be a sponge and get it, okay? So receive multiple languages, right? So Father, thank you, Father. We are so grateful to be in your presence. Thank you for this incredible leadership that we are under. We thank you, Father, for the amazing aglow. Thank you for your lighthouses throughout the, the earth. Father God, we are so grateful. Ho, 
Okay, so Father God, I just thank you for your word. And uh, you know, it's interpretation, right? So the interpretation, we, we don't understand in time dimensions, right? We don't know what it sounds like or how it sounds like, right? But I heard the Lord say, simply, house of joy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. All right, this is going to be fun. All right, so I like, if you are part of the GLOW on the staff, would you please raise your hand? Volunteering on a GLOW? You volunteer? Who's guilty? Volunteering? Okay, all right, and then back there. All right, well, I would like to um, give you a flower. Just wanted to give you a flower. And would you mind, Nikki? Do you mind? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So I just wanted to honor you because um, Aglo, you are such an amazing, uh, amazing uh, blessing and wanted to honor you. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for having me here today. All right, this is not going to be your typical service, so don't get, don't get comfortable. <laughs> All right, I also... Thank you so much for helping deliver those. Also, I'd like to um, introduce to you my dear friend, Nikki Heitzberg. She's over here with these other flowers there. She is a blessing to me. She's here to help out today with me. And she is a very prophetic person and artist herself. And she has um, just an amazing walk with God too. And I'm just a dear friend and encourager. So thank you, Nikki, for being here with me today. Thank you. All right. So um, this is going to be interesting because I feel like the Lord has given me a word for you, for a glow. NASA chapter, okay? And um, I did not know this, but I, you guys are part in my spirit, my heart. We're all one, right? And Amen. I, as I've been coming and going these past couple of years, especially with COVID, I'm constantly thinking about this area and praying over it. And, and I always think of you. I did not know that you guys are called a lighthouse. I just thought you were a lighthouse. I called you a lighthouse in my own heart and mind, and I kept on seeing you be a lighthouse. And I hear the Lord say that the lighthouse of the Lord is established, and he has, you, there has, the workers have worked. The fellowship has fellowshiped and established a foundation of a lighthouse. A lighthouse doesn't just sit on sand, doesn't sit on the water. It sits on the rock, who is Jesus Christ, right? And I saw the Lord's light in the lighthouse, and it was a glow, and it was more than a glow. It was brilliantly shining, direct, going different places, different directions. What's, I love 360, bright way. But I also saw the Lord increasing this place, that you guys are gonna probably have to make some more room, because God is going to be making more room for others. And you're going to have to figure out what that means. And I really believe that is a, a true statement. So um, 
I'm going to have to put this down for a second, so bear with me. Let's see if I can do this right. <laughs> okay, hopefully. Does anyone? All right, can you see that? Okay. Um, does anyone have a tissue, a Kleenex or anything? Oh, right here. Okay, perfect. Preparation, thank you. <laughs> Pardon. Pardon me. All right, so I just wanted to, um, actually, I didn't get to get this framed in time. I am so sorry, but I got it printed. And I want to, it's in my heart, it's in the Lord's heart to bless you. And I'd like to give this to NASA Glow as a painting. It's, <laughs> Thank you, and I want you to know, I painted this in uh, February 2020, right before COVID hit, and the Lord said, I am your lighthouse. But I also want you to know, so that's the title of this is, I am your lighthouse, and I, so I, I, I hear the Lord saying, I am your lighthouse, and I also hear the, the body of Christ saying back again, you are my lighthouse, and I hear the Lord say back again, you are my lighthouse. So wherever you are in this room or wherever you go, you are his lighthouse. And it's only because we are rock solid on the rock, our feet are on the rock, that we are his lighthouse. And you shine and you are a glow, fiery ones going out, ministering wherever you go. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the honor of being your lighthouse because you are our lighthouse. And Father, I would just bless this house, this holy house, this house full of light and joy, that it does multiply, that every person here and every person in the future that hears this by recording, that will receive the truth of who you are and that they will be brilliant, fiery, burning ones. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy unto you, Lord God. Holy are you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for the honor. All right, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I will go get that framed for you. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so you, uh, I do want to share, you know, I don't want to focus, for me, it's a, it's a testimony. And uh, all right, the Lord just showed me something else. Um, so I had this vision, and the Lord showed me that there's this, in the sky, that there was this um, a stadium type place, but it was invisible. And people from all walks of life and all dates and times and everything were ushering in and they were lining up. And as they were, one section, kind of like, it kind of was like a football field or, or, or kind of thinking about like um, the summit, if you remember what the summit was <laughs> back in the day. And, you know, and, and one side would go, we love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love Jesus. How about you? Then the other side would say, we love Jesus. We love, oh, wait. We love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love Jesus. How about you? And so then it went back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, a line of angels started ushering in and filling up the rest of the stadium all throughout. And they were still going back and forth and canting. 
we love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love Jesus. How about you? And then suddenly the angels started singing Alleluia. And the Lord just filled, his presence just filled the place. And it was so beautiful. And we are a part of the great cloud of witnesses. And every single one of us have a testimony. And a shaft of light appeared in this place. And in it, it happened to be my turn to step on the platform to speak my testimony, which is kind of like now. But the thing is, is that the Lord says, every one of us have a testimony. Every single person in here, every person listening has a testimony and it is full of treasure. And the treasure, I'm looking at some treasure right now. So, all right, I just wanted to share that with you. In fact, the Lord told me to share it with you. All right, so I'd like to talk to you about a journey. So I was raised in the church and um, had the great honor of getting saved with that little Sunday school song, Jesus Loves Me. And when I sang the song, Jesus Loves Me, along with the Sunday school class, some remote little town called Flagstaff, Arizona, and the Sunday school teacher probably just thought they were taking care of the kids and waiting for the bell to ring, just said, okay, kids, let's sing Jesus Loves Me. The bell rang, they all got up. And they're like, okay, kids, go find your parents. I'm like, we're going to sing Jesus Loves Me, <laughs> you know. So at that moment, the Holy Spirit and I had a conversation. And all I could say is, I just want to be the very best I could be for you. That's all I could say. From a little kid's heart, right? So that's all I could say. So it was, um, that's how my journey started with Jesus, along with, you know, of course, a mama and a praying grandma. Boy, talk about some power. Grateful for that. So, um, yes, so I went, you know, grew up, and, I, and my, my story of my life and how I got to where I was is not terribly important, but the part that's important is just to know that I've been walking with the Lord my whole life. And we are Christians, as those of us who have a relationship with Christ, we are called to be Christ-like. And if you're raised in the church, sometimes we get a really good dose of the Christian-doer responsibility things, right? And well, I had a very good Christian-doer button, and uh, really had an obligation, felt like uh, I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to, you know, that was a big thing for me, is like I, I wanted to walk with God my whole life and walk with purity and, and do the right things. And that really was a thing for me. I really wanted to do that, and I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to, you know, go save the world, raise the dead, heal the sick, and cast out demons, and have Jesus glorified. That's all I've ever wanted my whole life, <laughs> you know. And so um, I did go to Point Lama, uh, in San Diego, California, and had a, um, a really great education there and an experience with walking with God and growing, as young people do. And um, out of that, I went into an internship right after I graduated college at a church. And, um, and I worked with a Runaways in Hollywood on my spare time, kind of the story you heard earlier. And, I, and that was all fine, you know, um, going out and just reaching people for Jesus. And in, in Hollywood, they have places where runaways go to, and you can go there, and you can just love on them. And if you, you know, go there with your cool look and you know, your jacket and your <laughs> black jeans, and you can reach people wherever they are. But doing it with wisdom and discernment is probably a better thing to do than just being a 
21-year-old, you know. But um, the heart was right. And it wasn't Hollywood that, that was dangerous. It was really the church, because it wasn't Hollywood that got me kidnapped. It was literally being in the church. Um, so I felt like Joseph sold. I kind of felt like that. Um, it was one night that um, after church, I'm locking up. I was on staff at the church doing um, government food programs and, and caring for children and just taking care of them doing for the education center. And um, so this was a volunteer position. So I was just there with the pastor, and we were locking up, and they had had um, a, a person come and need help, and the, past, the youth pastor introduced me to him and saying that he was his friend and that he was trying to run, run away and change his life from the mob or whatever, whatever. It's a story. It's all a story. It's all lies anyway, so just saying. But the thing is is that... Um, he needed help, and I was like, okay, Christian do button. I'll help you. So I got a hold of some uh, Hollywood friends and minister people, and I was like, found them some help and shipped them off to a ranch in Palmdale. And uh, I was so glad because it was a kind of a handful, you know, this person that wanted to go change his life and wasn't really, um, didn't know how to handle them. But not to get on to all of this, but bottom line is, he showed back up two weeks later and needing help and saying that he was poisoned and that they were after him. And so Christian Dewar Button, you know, thinking, okay, well, I've got to figure this out. So I go to the pastor and talk to him and say, well, this person needs some help. You know, can you help him? Well, you know, it's amazing. Um, he literally laughed and walked away, <laughs> literally. And um, then I was like, well, I went to the youth pastor's, I mean, that, I mean, the pastor's son, and talked to him about it, and then he helped me, and then all of a sudden it just, it blew up, and, um, and the fact that it, all the help didn't work out. So, locking up the church, and going to uh, lock the church up, and lock up this van, and all that, but the bad, the, I'll call him the bad guy, was standing right there, and I turned around, and I was just gonna go get in the car with my ride, and, as I turned around, they literally shut the door and drove off. I'm sure it was an accident. I'm sure they didn't even think about it. But I, they were my only ride. <laughs> I didn't have a car at that time. They were working on my car. So anyway, um, I was left outside, 10.30 at night on a Wednesday, locked up the church, and I wouldn't go drive the van because I have ethics and I wouldn't do that. So, I wouldn't, so then I was like, well, I looked at him and, and I just said, well, I'm... I'm going to walk home, and I go, if you want to use my phone, you can. I wish I hadn't said that, but it was 1030 at night and nowhere else to go. So uh, we walked to my place, and um, we, this whole scenario just turned into more and more than it would just take six hours to tell you. But anyways, it's all interesting, it is, but it's just not as interesting as what God can do. So I'm going to fast forward really quick, okay? But you kind of get the idea, right, how, how it can happen. And... I do want to say that, um, you know, having wisdom and discernment, you know, there is a gift of God, but we have to mature and we have to understand that not everybody has a good heart and that their intentions are not always good. And we, in ministry, we really need, we need training in the, by the Holy Spirit, but we need practical understanding. And I'm going to share some resources with you that I think will be beneficial to all of you, everyone, 
and I wouldn't be in ministry without it. And I wouldn't, you know, yeah, so I can't wait to tell you about it. Well, I will tell you about it right now, just because we're jumping around for a second. Um, there's a book called Boundaries. Anybody ever hear that book? One of the most important books ever. I was reading it, um, praying about it, reading chapter one. Huh, interesting, okay. Yeah. Chapter two, fine, that's not me. I, don't, I can't relate to this book. Chapter three, wow, that reminds me of something. And chapter four, okay, Holy Spirit, God. <laughs> and then things, God unlocks things. So I would encourage you to get that book. It's by Townsend and Cloud Boundaries. It's one of the most important, fundamental life skills that every single person on the planet needs. It wasn't, thank you, it wasn't written until after I was taken. <laughs> so anyway, but I sure would have liked it. It must be an answer to prayer. The other, uh, the other book is um, Overcoming the Victim Spirit by Arthur Burke. It is free, it is on the internet, it is only 60 pages, and it is a PDF, and read that a few times with the Holy Spirit and see what happens. It will be very encouraging to you or to someone you know and I would really encourage you to get that. Overcoming the Victim Spirit by Arthur Burke. Very powerful. Read it now, read it six months from now, read it next year, you'll see your growth. It is incredible. You know, I wish I would have had those, that training in, in college. I would, have wished I would have had it in the church. I, but now we have it. So we can train ourselves and we can raise up others with that same training. One day I hope to build a curriculum for high school and college. I, I could just do it. We all have something we ought to do, right? All right, so back to the story I want to tell you. So I was, um, um, next thing you know, he needs a ride to the airport because he wants to go change his, he doesn't want to change his life anymore. He's fed up and things don't work out. He wants to just go back to his uncle. I'm like, fine, let me get you to the airport. You know, no problem, I was motivated. Um, so I borrowed a car got to, to take him to the airport. We, um, what's really interesting, and I do think that you will find this interesting, is that if you, you are around someone who's a real con person, they will utilize anything around you or any person or anything to build a story. And you will be driven and you won't be able to think You'll because of this way it's a, it's a demonic thing, but it's more than that. It's actually mind control, brainwashing, and setting you up. And you're like, oh, I, that would never happen to me. Never say never, okay? God bless you, never have to go through that. So um, anyway, so we're, I'm driving him to the airport in Burbank, California. This is back in 1988, by the way, May, May 16th, 1988. And um, this uh, person was utilizing things around us and convinced me that I needed to pull over and really fast because we were being followed in all of this. And it was so interesting how these things were set up in my mind. So I pulled over and then he's like, we gotta get out of here, we gotta get in, go use the phone, whatever. And finally, he coming back, he goes like, I have to drive, you cannot drive. You do not know how to do, do this. Anybody ever tell you never get in a car with a stranger? Just because you know their name doesn't mean you know them, right? And we all, um, there's many of us in here who are mature enough to realize that. But there are a bunch of young people that do not have an idea. So I'm in the car, borrowed from the choir director, and suddenly he is driving, 
and we're going to the airport, but suddenly we're in a high-speed chase. And um, next thing you know, we're in San Diego, and he convinces me to get on a plane with him because my life is in danger, et cetera, et cetera. And my family's being watched. I mean, it's just a mind control. I know, how stupid can you be? But when you're in it and you're dealing with physical things like that, and you have people that you know that didn't call them out, people didn't say anything, you, and you're following your lead from your leadership, we do not have fathers and we do not have enough mothers. Just saying. I'm looking at a whole bunch of mothers in this room and fathers in this room. And I am so grateful and honored that you guys are here and that you're even listening to my story. But this is something so important and I would encourage you when you ever get a chance to talk with your young people or anyone puts on your heart, you be bold. You say, you call it out. Say, you know what, this is really on my mind and it does not, it is not lining up. Something's not right. Do it, do it. Thank you, do it. So, um, just checking my notes. So, um, high-speed chase and all that. So after that, I'm gonna just really kind of fill in the gap because I really respectful of your time, but I'll hang out as long as you want with the Holy Spirit. So, um, in, that, in that pursuit, um, you know, I actually tried to go to somebody I know, tried to go there, but we never made it. Um, the thing is, is that everything turned into, you know, violence, control, manipulation, and all that. And um, I will say this, um, he took me across the border to Canada for a minute, and we were just going to be friends, and then he had convinced me that, you know, you've got to marry me. And I'm like, I'm not marrying you. I go, I'm going to be a missionary. I've got, got plans in my life. God's got plans for my life, and I'm going to follow him. And then he pinned me against Penn Station in the wall, and he said, um, before we went to Canada, he said, you better marry me. You can get an annulment, but I'm trying to save your life, and you're just trying to figure this out, right? And so, and I, and I can't reason, I'm like, fine, you know, fine, okay. And then he goes, it'll just be a couple weeks, and then you can go home, and everything will be fine, and they won't go after you. And I'm like, okay. So we ended up in Albany, and... Um, Married him against my will, but went ahead and did it under duress. And, and I remember that judge that did it in his chamber, and I was just like, man, I, judge must think he's all right, too. <laughs> I mean, right there in front of a judge, you know, who can judge. And, I, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, this is what I got to do. So we're so blind. All of us are, and we don't really know. And I'm not judging them, but I'm just saying, we, we think we know, we don't really know. So anyways, um, from there uh, to Canada, and now I am completely despondent, because now I'm really, I'm in Canada, and I don't know anything about Canada. And um, we're there for just a minute though, and he did not keep his word, we're not just friends, and he proceeded, anything you can think of, I've already been, been there, done that, <laughs> and it's not fun. But, that next morning when I awoken, because um, I was a virgin, and I wasn't a virgin the next day, and when I woke up, I was extremely, completely, mentally, emotionally, spiritually bewildered, beyond, I couldn't even hardly talk. I was just beside myself. And I was crying out to God, you know, like, you know, I've been praying for wisdom and discernment my whole life, and the mysteries of, of 
Proverbs, you know. And I was just like, you know, God, <laughs> hello, where are you? What, what? I go, now it's too late. And the angel of the Lord, literally, I did not see with my eyes, but showed up in person and I, right there, and he was going to save me. He was going to, he was like, I'm here. And I'm like, you are too late. Because my good religious button is really intact. You know, I'm like, you are too late. It is too late for me. And, and the only thing he said, literally he was about to leave, and he goes, how long? And I, and I just heard myself say, three, three years. I literally said that. I know this <laughs> doesn't make sense. But, and the angel of the Lord left. But I carried that for a little while, and then I completely forgot about it. And then I was just gone. And I was trafficked through 26 states, and you know, name changes every three weeks, uh, change of clothes, completely controlled. Um, I never, never sold myself, thank God. That was a miracle. However, there were situations he tried to get me to do. Um, he tried to set up pornography things. They would fail every time. Fail every time. He tried to set up stuff. So many things that just failed that he tried to do. I cannot tell you. I was in a, we were hitchhiking once, and we were in a semi-truck. The semi-truck driver was really weird person um, and very active sexually. And I was just like, I'm tired. Oh, go ahead. And so the bad guy and him did whatever they, would, whatever they were going to do, but left me alone. I mean, you just have no idea how, just in that one situation, how powerful God intervened for me. And I can tell you, I was not praying. The only thing I could say was, God, help me. I want to go home. That's all I could pray. That's all I could do. So that's just an example. Another thing, and I'm not going to, just to kind of touch on stuff, we, I'd be in a hotel room, um, and I would, um, I would have to stand and click the TV channel. You know, actually, they didn't have a clicker. They didn't have clickers then. They were, I would have to stand there for hours changing the channel in my birthday suit. So you just have, you know, just, you know, just, that's all you need to know. All right, so then with, with all that, um, we were, found ourselves, and by the way, first we were using my checks and my contacts. I had my, when I left, I had what I wore, my little um, volunteer self, and no income, and I had a, um, my checkbook, and I, and a credit card, and I had um, my address book to my family, and a little camera. That's all I had when I left. So when I left on this high-speed chase, you know, and he's now got me alone, he's got my book, so I'm literally having to call every one of my friends at strategic times, and he would tell me what to say, and I would have to say something like, hey, this is me, and hey, I'll, um, I'm, I'm stuck with so-and-so, and you know, can we borrow some money, you know, for a little while and get it back for you? Can you buy Western unit, Union it? So somebody would give us either $50 or $80, and that worked for a while, and that worked really great. Back then, you could get to the hotel and get some cheeseburger. 
And to look at me, you wouldn't know anything was wrong at all because I never did drugs, I never drank, I never did any of that kind of stuff until he tried to drink. You know, I never did drugs. But he forced me to drink a fifth of alcohol one time. And uh, we were at a hotel and he invited some people in. And um, I remember there was two young men about 20 years old and I was going to amuse them. But he made me drink a fifth of alcohol. And I lo remember looking at, up at those men, those two young men, and I just said, what are you doing? I go, does your grandma know about this? <laughs> I don't even know how I said what I said. But anyways, and then they basically got disinterested and left. And I'm telling you what God did for me in amazing situations that could have been a whole lot worse. There are other women and children and even men who have gone through similar things, who have never walked away, who never escaped, and are not alive to talk. So I am so grateful to be able to share this testimony with you and just kind of share some of these highlights because, you know, I don't want to get all in the, in the mud, but you need to know how real it was, and I'm going to spare you all the other bad stuff. I want to share with you that I was in, I actually, um, so after the credit cards ran out and the checkbooks ran out, then, um, and all the friends ran out, um, and um, I ended up uh, saying, actually, he said, well, what are we going to do? And I was thinking, I know what he's thinking. And I said, well, let's call a church. Because I was volunteering at a church. We help people. And I was like, let's call a church. So for a long time, we would call churches. And then at times, it, he would get controlling or whatever. It was a very, very weird, bizarre situation. But then he would say, well, fine, now what? Now what are we going to do? And I know what he's thinking. And I said, well, how about I'll just walk up to somebody and talk to him. I'll panhandle. How's that? I didn't even know that was panhandling, though, because I didn't even use that word. I said, I'll just go up, walk up and talk to somebody. And he was like, sure, try it. Well, what do you know? God's favor and mercy to me. <laughs> People would give me money. And we had every night for three, almost three years, I had a place over my head and food every single day. And if that's not a miracle by itself, I'm just saying. So people would give me money. And I had some very interesting people, um, uh, you can bet, uh, very interesting people. And I know that God used me, actually, in their lives. It was very interesting. Um, some other people were more religious than me that had their, their religious prayer buttons, but yet not even have the discernment of how to love but judge. It was very interesting. All right, so whenever we see somebody and they're panhandling, what should we do? We should ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do about this, if anything, right? You do not just give it out unless the Holy Spirit tells you to, and how he tells you to. But be open, because God can do a miracle for them, even if it's just that one moment, even if they're a mess. You know, trust the Holy Spirit, be wise. And don't go alone. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, all right. So I was um, back of the where I was. At. Okay. I wanted to share with you that. All right. So a panhandle, and one of the times I was in California and approaching, we were going. We were the goal was that we were going to go to Hawaii now, and the story was that we were on the mainland 
and that we were wanting to get back to Hawaii where we live. So that was a story. There was always a story. So I met, I don't even know who it was, and I bet somebody could figure it out, um, but there was a gentleman who was in the security of Focus on the Family in the parking lot. I am sure that his alarms were going off somewhere in there, but God must have told him that he paid our airfare to go to Hawaii. While we were in Hawaii, same story, same thing, just a different place, and um, I got to, uh, um, I would do the same thing. I, we'd get a hotel, I would go up and down the hotel, and I would go, excuse me, I'm, I'm so sorry, I, I'm stuck here, we can't get a hold of our family, and could you spare a few dollars so I could pay for the hotel again? Sure, no problem, five dollars, two dollars, a dollar, fifty cents, whatever, you know, and that's how I would pay for the hotel, literally, every day. And the way that I, why would I do this and why didn't I run away is because he had my address book and he said, if you ever try to leave, I will hunt you down and kill you and all of your family. I could count. I had 72 living relatives and they're all in that book along with all of my friends. And he'd already been programming my mind to believe that my sister had already been shot at, already told me that so-and-so was already dead, told me that, you know, and just controlling my mind. So, um, that's why, that's how you get cooperation, by the way, if you want to be a bad guy, bad guy, <laughs> can manipulate people. So I do want to share this. I'm telling you all of this to tell you what, it's worth the story that you just heard. So I'm going up and down in the hotel as always, 10, 15 minutes, that's all I'm allowed. So I, go, I step out of the hotel and I want to tell you, somebody back at home was praying for me and I was not forgotten. I thought I was forgotten for three years. God, help me. Where am I? Help me. I want to go home. I stepped out of that hotel room down to the floor. I was on the 10th floor of, uh, in Waikiki on, in the Coral Gables back in the day. I don't know if they even exist now, but it's a tower. And I would go down up, the, up to the 10th floor and go down. And this is really powerful because when I stepped out, I wasn't spiritual, I wasn't anything. I stepped out onto the sidewalk right in front of the hotel at the very curb line. And suddenly, I had an open vision. I saw the, the ocean, the Pacific Ocean. And, I, and I'm on an island, okay, in the Pacific Ocean. And I saw the viewpoint of the water from way up high. And I hear these voices say, there she is. And I realize I'm seeing the viewpoint of an angel talking to at least three or four other angels. And they were flying over the Pacific and they were coming to me. And instantly the vision ended. I didn't see the angels with my eyeballs. I saw them by the spirit. Because I'm already, all this is still gone, going on. I love God. I'm not cut off from him. I felt cut off from him. But boy, did he have a point to prove. An angel of the Lord, this big, I, I'm like, like this big is standing before me. I mean, we're, he's standing on the city street in Waikiki. On a, I'm on the curb line, and he's standing in front of me in this in, in the street. And literally, the message is, God loves you. And he, when he said that, I was like, I mean, he loves me. I'm like. And he remembers me, and he knows right where I'm at. And then he took this silver pitcher, 
and he poured it right, a big, beautiful silver pitcher, and he poured it right over my head. And this liquid went all over me, all the way down, and drenched me. And I started laughing. I can't imagine what this looked like out, out there on the, on the street. <laughs> but I'm standing there, and I'm just laughing, and I'm so full of joy, and I'm like realizing that true message, and it went right into my spirit that God loves me. I am not forgotten. He's not forsaken us ever, ever. So as I'm standing there, I realize that, wow, it's, it feels like it's been 15 minutes. I'm like, oh no, it's been 15 minutes. I felt, like, I mean, I was probably only there for, I mean, that short period of time, but it felt like it was 15 minutes. Anyway, so I was, I scurried back up to the room just to report, ain't got nothing. And but I was so joyful, I was terrified he'd think something was wrong. So I was like trying to, ain't got nothing. I'm gonna go try again. And then as I walked out this door, so you know how the hotel room is, okay? So let me just tell you. So the hotel room is kind of a box, like a shoe box. When you first walk in this particular hotel room, it's a very heavy door and you have to open it all the way in order to enter. And so, um, and then on the right side is the bathroom, a coat closet, and then the room, a bed, and a balcony that was no protection except for the railing, and you're 10 stories high. Why is this important? Is <laughs> because as I walked out of um, this room, and I'm giggly trying to hold it in, I think, I don't even want to take the hotel key. I'm just going to use the maid sign. So I closed it with the maid sign, and I just thought, and I thought a very random thought. I wonder if I'll do that when I escape. And I was like, what did that come from? And I just like, okay, go, go do my thing. Anyways, so that, to say that, then I don't know if it was that same day or the next day, but that joy of God and love that he poured out on me was so powerful that I got the guts up to call my family. I walked over three blocks and then I found a place that was you couldn't see from the 10 stories and called my family. And then from there, I was like, I'm not, I can't tell you where I'm at because I think you guys are being bugged in the FBI. The, the, everybody's in on it. You know, they're all bad guys. They're all trying to, act good. They're trying to get us. Anyways, I believed it at the time. And uh, so I would only talk to them for three minutes. And then I said, okay, I can't tell you where I'm at, but I'm going to call you again and please have some scripture ready for me. So then, I, I just can't stand it. I have to call him back the next day. So I called him back again, and my grandmother and my mom were there in Arizona, and they had two scriptures. One of them was, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. And the other one was, I've not given you a spirit of slavery, but of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, the one that resonated, and I couldn't tell you what I ate for breakfast or what I wore yesterday, but um, that scripture was like seared right straight into my spirit. And I knew that scripture, probably probably memorized it when I was a kid, who knows. But, um, but all right, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, so 
one night, I come, I come back in and he sets me down and my name has been different names while I was gone. And I hadn't heard my own name for probably at least a year or two, probably a couple of years I hadn't heard my own name. And that's why I can say my name and be proud of it with my mom's gave it to me. But, um, so he um, called, he said, Myla, sit down. And I cannot tell you, my heart sank, fear rose, terror struck, and I was like, oh my God, now what? And I was so terrified. He sat me at the end of the bed, and he said, and he looked me face to, you know, eyeball to eyeball, and he's in my face, and he said, I prayed a prayer. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, I prayed a prayer. Now I want you to pray it. And I go, okay. And he said, God, I love you. I want to know you. But I'm going to lie, cheat, and steal, and sleep with anybody I have to in order to survive. Well, fury rose up within me. And I am sure it terrified him because my eyes must have gotten so fiery because he goes, he's like on my face, but I was, okay, so I'm so like, I'm, I concede and I say, fine, I'll pray it. And then I just closed my eyes and I just was like, I'm not praying that prayer, no. And I just had more fury. And then I opened my eyes and that's when I said, there. I prayed it, and I fired, because he went back like this. Good, and I, but something scared him, and I was like, you know. Anyways, so the day went on, the same day, it's time to go to bed, and um, you know, birthday suit, nightwear, and uh, I had just taken a shower, washed my hair, and I'm laying in bed, and he doesn't, he, anything wakes him up, of course, and for me, going to sleep was like a safe place. An illusion, but a safe place, right? I could get escape what this was. So I could go to sleep instantly. Well, I'm laying there, and I'm like, Lord God, I cannot do this. I'd rather die. I would rather die. And then I was like, this is terrible. And I'm like, what can I do? Grandma, oh. I'm gonna, okay, I can't pray, but I'm going to say this over and over my mind until something happens. <laughs> and I was like, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. I had a, I had a spirit of fear. I was terrified. I did not have love. I did not have power. I was alone, isolated and cut off. But God... So I kept on repeating that scripture over and over. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And I was like, oh yeah, the mind of Christ. Yeah, but I really couldn't pray. All I could do was repeat that over and over. I don't know how long I did it, but somewhere around 12.30 or so or midnight, I don't really know. Somebody said, put your foot on the floor. I was like, what? Put your foot on the floor. Okay, sure, I'll put my foot on the floor. Yeah, okay, sit up. Man, and then he woke up. And I was like, oh, man, he woke up. And I was 
and I really had no plan. So and it, the fact that he woke up scared me, of course. I'm like, what can I do? Oh, go to the bathroom. Okay, go back in. Come back out, get back in bed. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay like this. So I, I'm like, God, this is you. Don't let me go to sleep. Help me. And then he said, put your foot on the floor. And I was like, okay. So I put my foot on the floor. And I hear him start snoozing, very lightly snoozing. And I get up, I stand up, I stand up. And I'm like, hey, that's not bad. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, like as if, I don't know if it, how it was, but I heard, he's going to wake up and he's going to kill you. And it was, you know, just everything it's got to tell me that. Well, what happened is that something rose up in me and said, no, he's not. I said, I believe, I choose to believe God. And then all of a sudden that thing just ran away. And, and then the Lord said, I kind of felt like Joseph. He said, you must leave and you must leave tonight. And I was like, okay, what do we do? He goes, go put your clothes on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Go pull, gather up my little things. And I'm like, he's going to wake up. He goes like, I don't know. And, it's like, and so I'm just gathering up my little stuff had not anything to really gather, just myself. My hair's wet, I'm wearing pink shorts and a white shirt and my little teeny tiny chin shoes. And I'm, and I'm stepping outside. And as I, um, I need, I'm gonna have to act this out a little bit, so I need two hands, do you mind, Lorene? I'm sorry. I know we got that mic thing, but um, thank you. So, thank you. So, as I am standing up, and I described to you the, the layout of the room, right? So I'm going to have to open this door, and light is going to flood the room, and then he's going to wake up. And then he's going to come and kill me, right? <laughs> or beat me half to death. So I, um, I was like, okay, Lord, we're gonna, we're, if this is really you, then we're going to do this. I'm going to open the door, and then I'm going to step through it, okay? So I, op I, so I start to open the door, and, I'm, and as I'm opening it, light is beginning to pierce the darkness there. And as I open it, like a scene out of a crazy movie, a bunch of football guys come down, bouncing around the hall, and they're really loud. And I'm like, and I, my life is in the balance, and I'm like, oh my God. I just like close the door, and I'm laughing. I'm laughing, so I'm starting to laugh really hard. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And, um, so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, no, it's no stopping now. And I'm like, okay, so, all right, Jesus, here we go. So I open the door. I'm going to, I step, I go this way. Yeah, sorry. I step through. All right, I'll turn around this way. <laughs> Told you it wasn't going to be normal. All right. So, I, okay, so I've stepped through now, right? Okay. So I've stepped through, and I'm going to close the door, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the key, I can't let go of the door, it's going to click. Oh, why don't you use the maid sign? Remember that? So I put the maid sign right in there, and I was like, okay. So I backed up, I turned around, but now I'm facing, I, did I mention that I was on the 10th floor, right? So on this 10th floor, and I didn't mention that we were right in front of the elevators. So those bouncy guys that just come down, the hall got into the elevator and moments ago had just gone down in the elevator. So I, I'm just like, push the button, push the button. I push the button and what, 
I was taken aback because the doors actually opened immediately. And I was so shocked. I was like, those guys just went down there. And I was like, so I was like, I literally had to put my foot in there going like, this was, okay, this is really real. <laughs> so I, I stepped in. And of course, I, I turned around. And I'm just like, and I'm watching the door that I had just closed, you know, from the hotel room door. And I'm having visions of him flying through that door. And I could just see him flying. And I can just see his red eyes, you know. And all of a sudden, the elevator doors closed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, push the button. First floor, first floor. Because I, I totally, totally forgot. And I was like, oh wow. And then when I stood up, and then the elevator started moving. And I was like, it was just so surreal, you guys. It, it just, this happened in moments, but this feels like eternity to me. And I leaned back against the wall, and I said for the first time, I wasn't spiritual, by the way, I said, wow, I'm free to choose, free to think, and free to do whatever I want. Wow. wow. Okay, God, what do you want to do? <laughs> right? I'm not, yeah, might have learned something. Thank you so much. So, see why I have to use two hands. Um, so, as I stepped out of the hotel, I just said, okay, God, where's the, where do you want to do? And I, he didn't really answer. So I said, okay, how about this? First person I see, I'll ask for a ride to the airport. Airport's open 24-7 and it's a safe place. I'll just go there. And then, um, so first thing I see is I see a couple of young men and their dates getting into a car. I think they were Asian, actually, or maybe part Polynesian, I don't know. Polynesian is for older people who say that, and they were Hawaiian, probably, I don't know. Anyway, so they got into the car, and I just said, excuse me, would you be, by chance, be going to the airport? And they said, no, I'm sorry, we're not. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. Well, God, I guess that wasn't it. Oh, miss, yes. <laughs> we're going to drop off our dates at the Hilton, then we could take you. I'm like, okay, sure. Okay, two young men dropping off their dates, and I'm going to be in the car with them. Didn't phase me, but God, I knew God was in this, right? And I didn't really have any other options, but I did go ahead. I got in the car, and their dates were like, I watched them look at each other, and I was, I was sitting in the front. They, the young man yielded his seat so I could sit in the front, and he sat with his two dates. Two girls got out, and they're just like, what's going on? So they are taking me to go to the airport. They say, ma'am, don't you know somebody that you could just go stay with? I said, yes, I do. I go, but I want to go to the airport. And they said, okay. And so I see that we're on, you know, the, the, the highway that goes, you know, Pearl City Highway that goes off to the airport. I see that. And then he asked me again, are you sure you don't want to just go somewhere? And I said, nope just the airport. And then a couple moments later, I remembered that before this happened, we had stayed at a young ministry's home, minister's home. It was a church person. They had a, their home. They had opened it up to us. And um, I, for like three or four days, we stayed with them. And I would care for the children, and the bad guy would... Um, stole their tools and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know that he was doing that until later. Just, I don't even think he stole them. I literally think he was just throwing them in the trash can. I literally think he was. 
but they, he did make me uh, take a flute and a camera and made me carry them. And I was, it, I cannot tell you how incredibly upsetting this was. And he knew that this was a new thing he was trying to get me to do. And I, I did it. I did do it, but I was forced to do it. But the same couple, um, I know that they were there, that God put them there, and they were Christians. And um, as we were driving, the guy asked me one last time, are you sure? I was like, yes, I'm sure. Well, actually, I need to, yes, I do have somebody. I, okay, fine, I have somebody. And I remembered this couple. And um, I said, well, I guess we need to find a phone. But I don't really even know the number. And this is in 1988, okay? All right, 1991. Sorry, 1991. And he goes, well, I've got one right here. Car phone, mobile phone, right, in the car on an island. I'm just saying. All right, so then he goes like, yeah, so what's the number? I go like, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? <laughs> and he goes, okay. I go, uh, great. And he goes, here's the phone. I'm like, and it's ringing. And I have, can't even believe that I remembered the phone, we, phone number. We know that's why God does these things. He, he's the one who set this up. So I call them, and then they take me over. They drop me off. And, of course, they say, okay, have a good night. Bye. I'm like, thank you. Bye. Never see them again. <laughs> you know? And um, so then I'm with these folks. And then they um, head me out on North Shore for 10 days. I learned how to make Hawaiian lays. I got to take them to the pawn shop that the moron took me to. I couldn't, sorry, I call him the moron. I do. I'm happy to say he is one. Um, and I would, um, so I got their flute back. Now, the flute is an issue. The flute is a big thing because since I was a little, little kid, I dedicated my flute to the Lord. And I had made a promise that I would always use it for him. So for me to have to steal a flute and then be forced to play a flute that it, to prove that it worked, to give it to this pond guy, was just uh, like, a, like, a, like shackles putting on me, a burden like a millstone. It was such a, a horrific thing because it's holy to the Lord, right? And now I felt I had been ruined for all things. And so the flute was a, it's a flute is a flute, okay? And I am second to last chair. Okay, I am not anything special. But that flute is special because I gave it to God. And it, the flute that I was forced to take was exactly like my flute at home that I didn't get to play unto the Lord. So anyways, so these folks, I just, I'm saying that because I'm going to say something else in a minute. But with the, um, these folks, they, and they hid me out, um, I was able to call my family secretly that night and I wouldn't tell them where I was, and, but my cousin, Debbie, she said, um, well, I'm gonna fly you home. I was like, no, you're not. I'm gonna get a job, and I'm gonna work, and I'm gonna get my, work my way home. That's what I'm gonna do. Nobody's giving me anything. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, is now the time for you to be prideful? And I was like, is that pride? I was like, oh my goodness. Yes, Debbie, please fly me home. So we got it all set up, and, and uh, she flew me home. And I made Hawaiian lays for all of my family because they gathered at the airport. And it was a little bit of a journey, but I had made Hawaiian lays, my mother and my family, for all of them. And we went, they had prepared a, a feast for me coming home. 
I remember they drove all over the city looking for chocolate and ice cream <laughs> and, uh, and a watermelon. And we fellowshiped together. And to look at me, you wouldn't have known anything was wrong. I was slightly underweight, but you know, you wouldn't have known. And one of the things that God did tell me is that I was like one of the three Hebrew children in the fire and the coming out without smoke. Some people have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in psychology fees or get in a psych ward or spend some time in the hospital getting detoxed. God did so much for me and I am eternally and will forever be grateful that he did not forget me. And like the angels said, you're not forgotten. God loves you. And I knew that it's because people at home, a couple thousand of them probably, were praying for little old me three years later. And they, you know, and there's so many stories that went back and forth in there. But I really, um, are we doing okay on time? I know it's, you guys need to get out of here. I know that if you have to go, it's fine. But if, we're, if it's okay, we'll linger for a little bit because I do want to, while I shared that with you, I feel like God wants to do some very big things for you. So being that um, I escaped and I learned, I learned what evil was in action, I thought that I really knew what it was. I thought that I could now identify it. Because if you can identify your enemy, then you should be, you know, you'll, you'll, you're, you're better, you're safer, because you, you can identify what your enemy is. Well, I didn't quite have that maturity yet. <laughs> And um, I w didn't have another uh, thing like that, but I, uh, I do want to say as soon as I flew home, I got a job in 10 days, living with my cousin and working full time, and God just did amazing things for three years. I went to a Christian counselor because I thought, well, I need one. I went to him for six months. At the end of six months, he sat me down and said, well, you know, I know why this all happened to you. And I said, well, I don't. And I'm thinking to myself, I know why this happened to me. I don't need to know why. I just want to make sure my alarms are reconnected. You know, that my red flag system is still working or gets back to working. And he said, it's your mother. And I was just like, and this is a Christian psychologist, okay? And he said, yeah, it's your mother. And I was like, I just stood up. I said, okay, listen, no, it was not my mother. And I tell you, I know why it happened. It's because I had a heart after God and there's enemies out there who want to abuse and use your strengths against you. And that's the why it happened. Why did it happen? God didn't make it happen. This didn't, wasn't my fault. It wasn't because of, it is my fault. It is my fault in the fact that I was innocent and I was young, youthful, without understanding. I thought I did. I walked with runaways in Hollywood. I mean, come on, you should have some kind of knowledge. I could, you can't, you cannot um, second guess yourself. You don't, if somebody's out to get you, but we don't have to be um, victims of this. And I, as you can see and hear, I hope that I am not a victim, that um, bring it on, you know, let's go, because I'm not going to be a victim ever, ever again. Um, that's why I want to encourage you to read that book, Overcoming the Victim Spirit. All right, you guys. Um, you guys okay? Right? Okay. I know it's a kind of a strange story, but uh, I want to thank you for letting me share that with you. Um, and I really want to give glory to God, and I want to thank you, Father God, for saving me and sending your angels and answering prayers and not forgetting me. And I really feel like the Lord was telling me... Um, 
one of the things that he was telling me is that, okay, especially this week, he was telling me that, that people that we've been praying for, some people we've forgotten, some, they've left our, our sphere of influence and they're out of our sight, so to speak. We don't see them every day. But to not give up and don't feel like you have to go labor and burden and fast and pray for them either. I mean, unless God puts that on your heart, God hears you right off. He heard my little help me. He hears us and he loves us. And he wasn't out to bop me on the head and say, what did you do? And do you like this? Like a whole bunch of my friends were ready to. Still are probably. But um, I've watched God do amazing things and I am humbled. Not because I say I am, but my heart is because if not for, for the grace of God, there goes I, right? Mama always said. So, um, so I get, let me just ask the Lord right quick what, what's next on this. Um, okay, I have a couple um, important um, jewels I want to share with you. We're good? Okay. All right. Um, a couple of the things I want to share with you is, um, uh, okay, so one, one day... Um, the Lord's, this is just practical teaching, and I wanted to share this with you. So I was sitting on my bed one day, I'm not, this is years later, okay, so I'm like in my 40s, and the Lord drops a, an image in my head, and he shows me three cogs, like, um, and our thing's not working, but um, three, imagine with me, three cogs, like, like you would find in a clock, right? So three of them, and the three of them are moving, they, they move around, right? Well, they represent your body, which is your appetites, your soul, your, the seat of your emotions, and your spirit, which is how we relate to God and or um, our spiritualism. You know, some, so if you're, if you're a, um, a, bull, a body-centered centered person, you're probably, maybe you'll be all about what, what pleases you, what feels good, what's comforting to you, um, desires and so, all that, right? So in the world, somebody like that might be who knows? <laughs> you, got, you guys, you guys going to get what I'm saying, right? With, if, you're, um, if you're somebody who lets your body control your life, then that's what the, that body part is going to dominate your spirit and your soul. If you're a soulish person and you maybe you're involved with gossip and you're, you, you mood swing with like, oh my God, did you know this or that? And your soul is like, oh, I was so hurt about this. And your soul controls and dominates your body because your body is now all tied up in knots and your spirit is like, I can't even say anything because you're so loud. And then there's the other kind of person that's a spiritual, a spiritual person, right? And they're in tune with the universe and they're in tune with like fortune telling or they're like, or they've got this, you know, we know what that is, a spirit of divination or whatever. You're, so body, soul, and spirit, if it's not governed by the Holy Spirit, then what, which one are you tuning in on? So now as for Christians, right, that doesn't really describe us, right? But we, if we're not careful, we, if we are not dealing with God spirit to spirit and we're letting flesh or soul dominate us and control our lives, then we're not really connected to God like he wants us to be because we can only connect with God through our spirit and truth right? Truth, God desires and requires truth from us. So we have to align with him. 
So this image was really important, I felt, because we have a choice. Are we going to react with our body, react with our soul, or react with our spirit, our mind, and make up stuff in our head? Or are we going to engage with the Holy Spirit and have walk in the Spirit? So I thought that picture was really, really powerful for me, and I hope it is meaningful to you or gives you something to talk to somebody else that you might need that kind of a picture. Um, one other one is that, okay, so I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I've been involved in ministry for 27 or 28 years now, um, and we can all get hurt with, from our own hometown, right? Um, just like I, was, I felt like I was betrayed and sold by a pastor, really. I really felt like I had been sold like Joseph. That's how I felt, it, whether it's true or not, and whether he intended that or not. That's how I felt. And I had to deal with those things, and God has walked me through many of those situations. And I've had to bring those to the Lord and surrender them. And I want you to know that while I would have flashbacks, I would have flashbacks of different scenarios of things that happened to me, um, things I've even shared with you, um, what I learned to do is literally I would take that flashback that scenario and I would go to the Lord and I'd say God please drown this in your sea of forgetfulness and please fill me with your your love I give it to you and I'm telling you that's simple I never had the same flashback twice never and I have zero flashbacks now of course it's 30 billion years later and uh, shouldn't but you, you know we sometimes we judge our process right and I would encourage you not to judge your process. You know, if it's taken me 50 years, it may not take you 50 years, it might take you 10, it might take you three days. <laughs> that we should not be judging or comparing ourselves or any of that. So a friend of mine named Joyce Foster said, embrace the process. The sooner you embrace it, then uh, the better off you are. Okay, so I wanted to tell you about this. So um, being in this um, ministry for a while, I had gotten really uh, hurt over a couple of things with some sisters in the Lord that I'm sure they didn't mean to do the things that they did. But my reaction was to um, build a wall. And I built a wall. And that wall was imaginary, but it was in my head and it seemed real. And I tried to forgive them repeatedly, right, and let it go, let it go. But it was very hurtful because it was so shocking because the world I can deal with, the past I could deal with, but not my sisters. Homeless, you know, but we're all human and we, we perceive things differently. And, and the Lord showed me that I had allowed them to get in between me and the Lord. And the Holy Spirit gave me a vision. And I saw myself standing in a, with a wall and, the whole, and Jesus was on the other side of the wall. And I was making bricks. And I was, what am I making bricks out of? I was like, wow, what am I making bricks? And um, I saw that the bricks were made out of fear. And I was like, fear? I'm not afraid. And he said, and then I remember, of course, fear, you know, with this fear, F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real, right? Because, you know, the enemy and your own mind, you know, the enemy doesn't even need any help. My own mind will build a case all by itself. And every brick was a case all by itself. And I was building these bricks. And I really wish the image was there because it would have it been good. But um, the image of it, if you can imagine your mind in a dark cave in this wall, 
and then I'm living there and I didn't even realize that this place existed within myself. That's how good God is, is that he revealed this to me and then Jesus was right, he came to me in my dark cave and I didn't even know I was there and he was like meeting me where I was trying to build a wall from him. I was literally trying to hold him distance. And so as I realized that, I um, obviously wanted to deal with the brick wall and ask the Lord to deal with those things. But then I kept on dealing with this for quite a while. It was uh, several years, honestly, to be truthful. And the Lord showed me a couple years ago when through the same cave that when he came through, his light filled the place and he illuminated the walls and I saw the walls. And I'm like, God, I don't want to live in this cave. And I'm like, how do I get rid of the cave? And I was very, very upset about this because I was like, I thought we already passed this, aren't we? And he said, Myla, there is no cave. And I was like, and I was like, oh, there's no cave. And I was like, there's no cave. And I realized the whole thing are things that my mind, our minds, are tricky and deceitful. Our own mind can lie to you. you can, it can build a case against your own friend. And, and even if it's right or wrong, you know, we talked about it before, right at communion. Forgiveness, you know, and that is the fastest way out of the cave is surrendering and surrendering it and letting go and forgiving intentionally. And it doesn't feel good all the time, but I'll tell you what, the moment you can get to forgiveness, God, I don't feel like it. Well, then it's an act of my mind. I don't feel like it, but Father, in the name of Jesus, I hereby, I forgive ex so-and-so for making me feel belittled, like Cinderella, like nobody, like I don't have anything else to give and that I can't see God and I can't talk to God and I don't hear God. Father, I forgive them for making me feel that way. In fact, they didn't really make me feel that way. I, that's how I reacted. I feel that way. So, Father, I forgive myself for holding those, that against me and raising that standard against you, Lord, because now I've been saying that this is a standard and not listening to what you have to say. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just put it under the blood, and I hereby break all alignment with it, and I receive your truth. That is how you can break out of the cycle of a cave or a prison or whatever it is that God shows you that you deal with from time to time. So um, that is one of the one of the ways to deal with that is called um, deliverance, right? Deliver me out of that. So God is so faithful in that. I have one last thing. Are you guys good? One last thing. This is really powerful. I just want to be really transparent. So. I've been saved going through all this and um, driving on the way to work. And I'm driving down Highway 6, okay, on my way to work to I-10. And the, I'm, the Holy Spirit says, look in the mirror. I'm driving. And I'm like, okay, what? So I look in the mirror, and I turn the mirror towards me, and then I realize he wants me to ask me to forgive me. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, and all of a sudden, I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm driving, you know? And then I start crying, and I'm like, okay. And so I come to a light or whatever, and um, I'm looking at Myla eye to eye. 
And I realized that from the time I was a child, remember I talked to you about perfectionism and the doer button and all that? I had judged her weak, of no value, totally not cool, and just, you know, a mess. I, I didn't like her because I, I don't like her. She's weak. So I remembered that. And then I also remembered that I had, that I, in my part of being missing, that and when I was kidnapped, I also, even though it was against my will, I still forced myself to do things I did not want to do. So I forced Myla to cooperate, and she didn't want to, you know. And I realized that um, I had alienated a part of myself from when I was little all the way up till my. This is and this is probably in my. I won't say how old I am. Yeah, but so in my late 30s, early 40s, and the Holy Spirit is meeting me in a car on Highway 6 in Houston, Texas, and I'm driving on my way to work. And the Holy Spirit says, Myla, you need to ask her to forgive you. I look at myself and I say, Myla, I am so sorry. I forced you to do things you didn't want to do. I thought you were weak and I never liked you and I thought you were not cool and you look, your name is Myla. And you know, you, all the kids think funny and you're just not, you're just, I didn't, I didn't treat you right, Myla. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And I'm looking at myself eye to eye, and my and I can and like it's like Myla is an, a living being, and she just like waits a minute, and I'm like, I'm like, she's not gonna forgive me. And all of a sudden, I saw her forgive me, and all of a sudden, I forgave me, and realized I am Myla, and Myla was made whole. So a fracture that God healed on the way to work, in a car, and I'm telling you that there are some intercessors that go down Highway 6, and they pray on that Highway 6, and I am so grateful, because I'm telling you, the Lord showed me how, how easy it was for him to meet me there, and the Lord put that truth there. So I share all that with you, because God can do the same thing for you, and we don't, we don't, realize, we don't realize that we have these casual conversations in our head, we don't realize that we allow these small things that can turn into big things that hold brick walls, that build brick walls between you and Jesus. I mean, I didn't want to build a brick wall. I mean, I was, you know, I've been walking in ministry. I've been praying for people, but I was doing that to Jesus in my personal situation in that one little corner of my, my heart. And God cares and loves me so much that he doesn't want me to be in prison, not even one little corner of my heart. And he doesn't want that for you or anyone that you know. He is all powerful. Okay. I got to tell you this. I have to tell you one more. You guys are, I need mean, to never ask me back again. <laughs> but, but I have to tell you. All right. So right after, about the same time, I, I came home from work. I plopped on the bed. I wasn't spiritual. I was just tired. Holy Spirit is so amazing. He, he'll encounter you at your surprise. Jesus himself walked through my doors. Jesus. He walked through my, the doors of my bedroom and right up to me. And, I, and instantly, we were in my mind's eye. Instantly. And we were in this dark, vast place. And he was standing right in front of me, and I was standing right in front of him. 
and I was in a white robe, and he was in a white robe, and he goes, he just wants to give me a hug. I'm like, Jesus, you want to give me a hug? Okay. I'm like, okay. Oh, whoa, wait a minute. I will mess you up. I feel like a like pretty woman. You know, I saw the movie. I feel like I'm going to wrinkle you. I'm going to mess you up. And he, and I was, and at the same time, I was thinking, I'm, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I don't want to mess you up. Instantly, he gave me another vision of a big, giant, beautiful, ruby-looking red jewel. Big, perfect, beautiful. And this jewel dropped down from the earth, down, 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 down into hell itself, through the cesspool, through all the, everything, evil, all of it, all the way down. And then the jewel came right back up again and was right in front of me. And then it was him standing there. And he goes, Myla, I am not afraid of the things you're afraid of. You can't hurt me. There's nothing you can do. And I saw that, and he said those things without words on the second part. And he, as I saw this amazing person standing in front of me, I thought, well, I had to think this out. I'm like, well, so he just went into hell, and he's not afraid of the things that I'm afraid of. And he also said, um, no human weakness, no human weakness can affect him, which is awesome, because I'm full of weakness. I'm, it's the truth. I'm human. I've joined the race. So anyway, when he stood there, and I was having this conversation in my head, I realized, well, I'm at least I'm not pond scum. I know that. I'm not as bad as hell itself, at least. I know that. I'm like going, okay, and if I can't, all right, okay, Jesus, I'll hug you. So I hugged him, and he hugged me back, and he, and this is like, I'm literally feeling physically, I'm in my mind's eye, but I'm physically feeling his embrace. And as he's holding me, I'm like, okay, Jesus, I'm so glad I got to give you a hug. Yeah, I'm so glad you, I got to give you a hug. This is awesome, God, thank you. Well, you're giving me a hug. Thank you, God. You're giving me a hug. You just came here to give me a hug, you know? And then I'm like, just hold him tight as I could. And he would hold me back, just keep holding. I'm like going, well, I'm really glad for this hug, God. I mean, should I let go? Okay. Nope. Okay, we're not done yet. Okay. Done yet? Okay, you're not done yet. Okay. All right. Man, God, you're holding me. I can't hug you anymore. And he's holding me, hugging me. And I'm like... I can't, and so this never stopped. It continued on for 30 days. I could literally physically feel his hug. And then after that, I would think about it. Then I would feel his hug. And then I realized his hug has become part of me. His love and his acceptance. And I wish I would think about this more. I'm gonna have to do a better job because that's right where I wanna live, is right in his hug all the time. And there's a, something about that is that he, he's the perfect jewel. There's nothing we can do to hurt him. There's no feelings that we can hurt or trample on or make on purpose or, you know, every single person in here has a heart pure as gold after God. And I'd just like to encourage you today that if you ever have that cycle in your head that ever says you didn't pray enough last night, you didn't read your Bible, Oh my gosh, you didn't call so and so and you didn't, you know, you didn't show up on 
Sunday morning. Are those things important? Of course they are. But I'm telling you, God is not looking over your shoulder saying, why didn't you perform? He didn't ever say that. And I would like you to remember this thing, whether it's your physical mind, your physical body or, or your mind, or something you actually did, or if it's healing that you need, let's do the simplicity. Drop the religious BS. I said, I said BS, sorry. But seriously, let's drop some religious stuff, okay? And let's lean in to Jesus. His heart is so real and so tangible and so full of love. He wants you right now, this very moment, and he wants right now when you leave this place and you get in your car and you start turning your engine on and you drive out of this parking lot, he wants you to take this truth with you. He wants you to remember you are not forgotten, that you are truly loved. The people that you love are not forgotten and they are a real deal to God. And this is the word of the Lord. You are important to God. That is the word of the Lord. You are important to God. Thank you. So, all right, well, everyone, I want to thank you for your, your time. Very generous. I know I've forced you to hang out for a long time. Um, I, I want to say that if you would like to come by the table, I have something for you, and this is free. We would, I just wanted to bless you to have a picture of the, the lighthouse because you are a lighthouse, so please take one with you. And um, I'm going to yield this back to my dear friend over here. And thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Lord is amazing. It doesn't matter how far we get away. Here it was just innocent deception. She was just innocently deceived, but yet she got trapped. But yet yeah. the Lord made a way of escape. And he yes. never left her. Yeah. You know, no matter how far down we go and what we go through, he's there. I mean, he sent angels to her, you know, and, and opening doors for her and just, I mean, having open visions. She, that's real. You know, she's, what she's saying, we need to be real because he's real. You know, right. no matter what we're going through, we just need to be real with him right. and with other people and accept and love yeah. him. And I yeah. thank God for you and for what thank you have you. shared in the Lord's message thank to you. us. So um, thank you all for coming today. If you would like to go, please visit her table. I, that's amazing, what you can see from the distance. And if anybody needs prayer, I'll be happy. Oh, yes, you Altar is going to be open right now. She'll be glad to pray for anyone. We have CDs available also of all the past meetings. If you're interested in that, the food back there, and we just want to bless you. So we're going to go ahead and open the altar, and I'm going to ask my husband to speak a blessing for those that will come. Too long, huh? Because, you know, we don't want to be alive. So we'll save the Lord together. Oh, would you put this up in there? Would you put this up in there? Absolutely. Here, let me get you one that's not crinkled. Okay. There you go. You're welcome. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon each and every one of you and give you his peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, go 
Go in peace. Amen. 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 So the altar is open, and you know you come up Thank here you. not to us, but to the Lord. He's standing here. He's really here, and wants to meet you here at the altar. So if you have a uh, the Lord feel His love in His eye, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, I do. But I pray, uh, God, God covers me too. God covers me. God told me He's got me covered. So whatever it is, it does. Yeah. That's amazing where you came from. Where you are today. Thank you. Thank you. God is good. Most people would have gone the other way yeah. to the depths of hell and never come back. That's true. That's and right. you did. Thank you. Thank you. It's so <laughs> good to hear that. Thank great. you. I Thank just you. know I Thank have you. to hug you. Thank you. Forever. I would like to hug you. Thank you. Oh, God bless you. God bless you, Miss Elizabeth. Peace and joy to you. Thank you. And now he's using it all. Thank you, all. Jesus. Right. I'm so great. But no, I don't. You're so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God is good. Yeah. Of course, Miss Elizabeth. It's good to see you again. I'm so grateful. God bless you. We have another one to have for Okay. Okay. So, hey. All right. Hello, Miss. I just want you to pray however the Spirit leads. But okay. I do think I need to forgive myself. All right. Are you ready to forgive yourself? Uh, I think so. Okay. All right. So, Father God, we are so grateful for this amazing person, Charlotte. God, she is incredible. She's a fiery powerhouse, God. I just thank you that, that Lord, you have your eye on her, that she's the apple of your eye and that she loves you and she serves you with a whole heart, with joy and dancing and flags and banners and release and freedom. So Father, I just thank you for an increase of um, total wholeness in the shalom of God. So Father, I just thank you right now and I just break off every lie that was ever spoken over her in Jesus' name. Every word in her own mind or by the outside I nullify in the blood of Jesus right now. It was of no effect. It has no more power. It is broken. And I uh, just thank you, God, that you have arranged your love over her, that she is clothed in royal garments, and that she is a daughter of the Most High God. And I thank you, Lord, that she walks high with her head high with your crown on her head because she boldly walks in authority and wisdom and discernment. And that, Lord, as she walks, that she brings joy everywhere she goes, and she also brings a, a depth of authority that when she walks, she, where she steps, that God, that every piece of authority, every territory is of the King. And that, so Lord, she walks up and down in you. And so Father, I just thank you for a fresh and feeling right now, Lord, a fresh and feeling and that her identity is totally safe in you, God. So I bless her, bless her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet with life health and wholeness in Jesus' name and a fresh outpouring and multiplication of your spirit and no to every lie. Father, I ask you to put a sign, a, an arresting angel that arrests every lie that would even try to come against her, that she will recognize it and it will not be a big deal. It'll just be like, ah, be gone in Jesus' name. It is no effect. I choose joy. I choose you. I choose to believe God in Jesus' name. So I bless her with all that you've given me. I thank you that she walks in favor and peace. And I thank you, God, for fulfilling every need. 
I thank you, God, for fulfilling every need. And I ask you, Father, to send her much provision, much provision, God, and no, no, um, no gaps with, for anything financially, God, that she just has everything that she needs and it's multiplied so much that's overflowing, shaken down, overflowing, and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, sharing, sharing, sharing. And it's good to revel in the goodness of God and all he provides. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Father, for sealing her in your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hi. Wait, I want to hug. Hi. Oh, for sure. God bless you. God bless you. You are a delight. You are a delight. When you look at yourself in the mirror, I want you to look eye to eye and you tell yourself you are a delight. Amen. And receive it. Amen. Okay. Thank you. And I'm sure God will give you other things too. She is. She is. She's awesome. How are you? I'm good. It's Desiree. Yeah, good. I spoke again at Glow before. Yes, I I see you. I have an encounter with Jesus when I was 23. You're 23. Awesome. Yeah. You pray for my uh, stomach and also for my son that's a little bit sick. I don't know what he had, but he's been struggling with some. All right, what's his some, name? Some health issues. Bruno. Bruno? How old is he? 23. 23, okay. And you had an encounter when you were 23? Yeah, that's yeah. Enough. I didn't go together. <laughs> and that just came to me. Uh-huh. So, so, Father God, I just thank you so much for Desiree. Lord. I just see the beauty of your goodness, Lord. Even in all the places you've ever walked, the dry places, the high places, I see the Lord has been with you the whole time and that how he cares for you, he loves you. And, and you know, there's nothing, nothing secret, nothing better that I have that he hasn't already given you. He loves you and cares for you, encounters you. I know you do, it's amazing. So I just um, bless you, and I just thank you, Father God, for caring for her, that way that you do care for her. And Lord, whatever is going on with her stomach issues, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just command life, peace, and wholeness to every organ in her body. And tummy, and, and all that's related and connected, I speak peace to you right now, and I bless you to function as you were designed to function. And I command anything that's in, out of balance to come into balance. I ask you, Lord, for wisdom for what she should put in it and what she should not. And I ask you, God, for the wisdom of what to, to balance things and keep it in balance and keep it uh, going just like it should. Father, I just thank you for perfect order and also the new knowledge that you need about certain things, about different kinds of foods that really do blend with you and those that don't. Yes, you do. So if you have that knowledge, and I just thank you, God, for increasing uh, wisdom about that, but but this is beyond just you. It's not just you causing it. This is just your body just needs peace all the way down to the inner in, inner insides. So Father, I just ask you for all the lining in her body and her in her her stomach and in all of her colon and her all of her parts in there, Lord. I speak blessings to you. All inflammation, you go right now in Jesus' name be healed, no anything, anything that's not operating uh, like it should. I speak the life of God to you right now. I speak blessings to you. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. All inflammation, you go right now. All inflammation, you go in Jesus' name. I just thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Peace to you, body. Peace to you, organs. I just lean into you, love, your love, Jesus. Thank you that you love Desiree. And thank you, God, that you love her parts and all of her parts and cells and tissues. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Thank you, Jesus, for her peace. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All of her being be in perfect harmony. Thank you for the amazing, beautiful woman that she is. Thank you for the vessel of glory and honor. She walks with you in honor and love. And I just thank you for the joy that she has that you've poured out in her life. And I thank you for her encounter at 23. And we call you into remembrance now, Lord, that her son is 23. We pray for Bruno right now. We lift him up to you, God. That, that Bruno, right now we call you forth in the spirit. We speak to your spirit and your body and your soul. We call you into alignment right now in Jesus' name. We release God's love to you and the truth of who he is in your heart and in your body and your mind and in your spirit and your soul. All of you come in alignment in Jesus' name. All pain, illness, sickness, lingering, anything, you go right now in Jesus' name. You are not to be tolerated. We will not accept you. You are gone. Go. And Holy Spirit, we just ask you to pour over Desiree and Bruno right now, Lord, your fresh anointing, God, and seal them up with your love, Lord. Surround them and encase them as they walk and live and breathe, that they are just full of your, your peace and your love and a purpose, purposefulness in Jesus' name. So thank you, Father. Thank you for Desiree and her family. Amen. You're so welcome. Truly, you're welcome. God bless you, Desiree. You know, sometimes you pass things in life that we don't choose, we didn't choose, but God uses the bad things that have with you to transform you the beautiful people you are now and the blessed people that you blessed person that He made you be. Because if it wasn't that things happen with you when you were younger, you probably won't be a Christian. So that God will use that to kind of force in you. You know what I mean? I do. Like a force in you. I send you to the bad things, but we're gonna fight together. This is gonna bring you big, gonna, gonna bring you black, blooming flower, you know? Mm -hmm, yeah. That way you don't have doubt about your faith. And right. What you do. That's true, too. He like solid, teaches you things that you wouldn't have known. Or how to overcome something you hadn't yeah, known, right? You only know I was exactly read about that when you pass through things, mm -hmm. and then use that bad thing that happened with you to help another people. It's true. It's true. With that situation, yeah. they pass through because a lot of people you don't, you may don't know, they may be slaves on their homes. Right. You don't even know. Jobs. 
right. people control them and yeah. brand them. Right. You know, a brand is your mind. Yeah. I just spoke on a women retreat about this. God gave me the word branding. branding. And I say, yeah, a lot of people here are branded, branded by their husbands, like a call, right? Mm -hmm. Burning you, and this is me, this is mine. Right. But Jesus branded us before. That's before right. He made us. That's right. So we already branded, nobody can brand us. That's right. Too late. Yeah, right? <laughs> God is good. That's right. That's a good word. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for your, your words and your ministry, and you keep doing what you're doing because God is really with you. Thank and you. don't have no doubt it. When you feel fear of speaking, mm -hmm. if you have the public or what they're going to say today, God's going to give you the exact word for that crowd. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I receive that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to see you. God bless you. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, they they recorded it. So. Yeah, thank you. What's your name? Gretchen. Gretchen? Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Yeah. We are awesome. I love that. Hello, fellow warrior woman. Definitely. <laughs> We've got to pray for the lady that helps for us stay. I have a room there. Uh, um, well, uh, and she is going to go through the chemo and the radiation. And uh, keeping prayer there is so far not gone as bad as it could have been. Things that she's fight. And um, she's, of course, going to lose the um, immunity system. And we need to pray for her healing and that nothing. I don't bring anything home, and I've got something trying to set up a little bit. So, so you're a caretaker for that person? Oh, okay. She was the caretaker for Hugh. He had a stroke, and now he's in recovery, and fortunately has good insurance to bring in all of the help they need from family. And now she was the one who got tired. The cancer came in after she moved in, and the agreement was that if the daughter she's taking care of, that would be the granddaughter, uh, if she ever wanted a room back, then I'm immediately out, so it would be too close so you're traveling do you by choice or by kind of like just a little bit of just the circumstance well yeah um, it's because I had um, well, it's a long story, but I had ended up at first with a recovery from an old, with an old college friend here and his family, which is one son. And his wife passed about the time my divorce happened. I got back in touch, and I ended up staying with him. And um, when I got uh, retirement started, I had saved up two years with a second job salary. thought we would travel, and immediately I'm fixing a van instead, and somehow never got underway into anything. So I'm still working on trying to get it thinned out. Yeah. So um, that's still putting things together, but um, I have quite, it's getting harder to travel, yeah. so this is kind of uh, staying until we travel That shows you the next thing, right? So right so. now, um, 
I followed the directions of the spirit and it brought me to the queue. And um, it gives me the, the um, address to continue how I'm set up here with the finances and the VA is my hospital. I see, right. Yeah. So for the moment, it's here where I try to get rid of these things. <laughs> I see, okay. And so the icon and try to get the painting back. Yeah, so who who are we praying for about the cancer? Yeah. Gary started off the Gary. caretaker. Her daughter's quit work and become the caretaker for Gary and this to when it's needed. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're the household you're in is all doing that. Just giving me a place to stay. To stay. The use of the kitchen, bathrooms. Gotcha. Comfort. I got it. Yeah, which is nice to have. It's a blessing, of course. That is a blessing. Yeah. Definitely is. So. I went there and told him I'd like to change addresses and would like to stay here for a little bit in the finances praying against the dead of things that have happened and go on credit cards. So I'm still against the Okay, let's let's pray and see how standing on words and promises everywhere. Yeah. So Father God I just thank you so much for Gretchen. Lord I I, I really sense your love for her and that you just cover her right now lord and that you just put your arm and your robes around her because she's your daughter and she is uh, she's honoring you and walking with you and father i just ask you for a, a clear understanding and direction of where to go and what to do next lord and father you're like walking on the water it's like where's i put my next footstep lord father i ask you that her mind will be able to be free about the practical things, but that she'll be able to have focus on you, and that, Lord, that you usher in every platform that she needs to put her foot on, every next step that, Lord, you, she is sure-footed, and that you care about her footsteps, and that she is that those steps are ordered by the Lord. So, Father, we thank you for that. We also thank you, God, for opening up doors for her. We thank you for, even in the midst of all of this chaos in this home and the stuff that's going on there, that Lord, your spirit is there. And we just uh, nullify any riffraff right now. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill up that house with your presence and your peace. And that she would have favor, favor, favor everywhere she goes. And that Lord, that she will just be able to so depend upon your favor that God, she didn't have to worry about what's next. That Lord, she has the freedom to paint. That she can get out of her thinking and out and into her heart and spirit and paint with you, Lord. That her hands are free to be, and that she, her fingers are taught to war through the paintbrush. And that her paintbrush is a mighty weapon, and it speaks truth and life and encourages and inspires. So, Father, I just ask you for a fresh covering over her, Lord, and that all weariness be dissolved right now we just unplug all weariness and it go and and faith and strength and joy to be refreshing to her so father I thank you for meeting every financial need thank you for open doors and new opportunities father I thank you for opportunities I ask you Lord that she would be a magnet a magnet of opportunities God opportunities and that she has wisdom and discernment and sheer joy just to revel in so many options and that she will be able to 
select the thing that you want her to select and not get hooked up with, with religious stuff and just revel in the Lord that you partner with her. So Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that she's really the secret weapon in that household and that Father, she has a voice and that she has a voice that can be heard. And I thank you, Lord, that others will hear her, that they will listen and that they will stop. Say, wait, Gretchen just said something. What did you say? And listen in. So Father, I ask you to have that. That will just be an, a new thing. And every time it happens, and it doesn't happen like she thinks it should, that her voice gets a little louder. So Father, I just thank you for peace and wisdom, joy and boldness to do and go and be. Boldness to do and go and be. Thank you, Father God, for Gretchen. Bless you, Gretchen. You're a blessing. You are a blessing. You hear? You you are a blessing. That's right. You are a blessing. You don't even have to do. Just be a blessing. You are a blessing. Blessing. You don't have to do. Just be, because you are. Just be is a blessing, because you are a blessing. You get it? You can hear that? Okay. Because you are important to God. Okay? All right. God bless you, Gretchen. God bless you. Peace to you. Joy to you. Strength. Fusion to you. In Jesus' name. Okay? God bless you. Have fun painting. <laughs> sure. Good. I know. I know. I know you. Somewhere. No. I just seem. You seem. You feel so similar. I do too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. You honor me. I. You're, it's an honor to pray for you. Praise God. What's your name? My name is um, Renee. Renee. Everybody, my first name is Constance, but everybody calls me by my middle name. So I have two prayer requests. Yes, ma'am. So my house caught on fire January 14th. So we've been living with my father. But I realized the Lord put us there to deal with my father and help him. So my father and my daughter had a conflict, a really bad conflict. And I need a breakthrough on that. I need God. I need God to. I need. I need God to mend that. And so, from the time I've entered His house, I've been interceding and praying, not not just for anything, for everything. And I've uh, seen God um, deal with Him. And I've prayed a lot of demonic things away off of Him, but He still needs deliverance. His deliverance. What's His name? James Fuller. He's an attorney. He's been in law for years, helping a lot of people, but now he needs to be saved. He needs to be rescued. And my daughter, basically, is kind of obstinate, <laughs> and she doesn't owe him an apology, but I need God to do something between the two of them. He okay. called me on the way here. And then there's another wonderful thing. God is so amazing. 
So I met a gentleman that I went to college with. We got reconnected, and he loves the Lord. And uh, we started talking a lot. And he's kind of backed off a little while. So I don't know what God is doing with that, but I hope it's from our benefit. Those are two major things. Uh, I have four kids, two girls, two boys. And one in high school is making me grayer, but he's a good boy, so we need him to pass classes. Okay. I have a son that works in the banking community. He's works, he's works in finance. He's 29. He loves God, but he needs to walk with the Lord. So God is dealing with all my children, and I love God. So that's basically it. I know that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but God is here, right? Yes. Oh, yes, he is. He really is. So tell me about this. Are you the caretaker for this person? This is my daughter. This Your is daughter? my oldest. Okay, and you care for her? Every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah. I need a little help with her. I'm going to have to find her a day hab because I need to be freed up some. Yeah. And she's really, you know, we're really close, a little too close. Yeah. Well, balance is good. <laughs> yes, we need balance a balance. Yeah. Balance is good. Yeah, so. You know, I just want to say, first of all, that this is a divine appointment. God cares about you. Amen. And you said, I want to meet you. Amen. And he's right, he's right here Amen. right now. And Amen. he loves you Amen. with a passion. Amen. And he cares about what you care about. Amen. And he's going to move. He's going to do. Amen. And he's going to show. And you're going to have words to say to your daughter. And you're going to have release to her. You know, because even if so she doesn't owe him an apology, if, she, if she's taught, if you, if you can teach her how to go low. What? Go That's low. right. I know. Teach her how to go low. Amen. Show her. Act it out. My Jesus. Act it out. Amen. Role play. Amen. Role play. I mean, Amen. practical things. Role play. Amen. Daddy, please forgive me. I, I realize I don't think I did something wrong, but maybe I did. Amen. How did I hurt you? Amen. Please, let's talk about it. Amen. And whether she's right or wrong, right. because he probably, whatever his, if, whoever, or maybe it's daddy. You know what? This is your granddaughter. Yeah. Maybe you could go low. Come on, something got to go. Daddy, give. amen. Yeah. Amen. So, but words to go. Amen. Right, words to go. Amen. With you. Amen. With you. Okay. Amen. All right. So, Father God, thank you so much for Constance. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord, for the power Ooh, of your love on Jesus, her life, Jesus. and that you are with her all the time. Jesus. Thank you that your angels are assigned to her, and everywhere she goes, she is escorted, Jesus. escorted Ooh. around everywhere you go. God loves you so much, Constance. Jesus. Constance. Beautiful, I just thank you, Father, for a fusion of strength and peace right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Yeshua. Jesus loves you so much, Constance, and he cares for your daughters and your sons. Amen. And he loves them. Amen. And they are going to hit the mark. Amen. They're going to hit the mark. Amen. They are going to hit the mark. Amen. They're in the oven still. They're still baking. Don't take them out too soon. Don't expect them to come out too soon. God knows exactly what he's doing. And I ask you, Lord, for peace on this amazing woman, mighty powerhouse of God that loves Jesus. I just thank you, Father, for your peace and your strength in her. Thank you that she's a she's such an amazing warrior, amazing warrior, one who stands the ground. People don't even have a clue how to stand sometimes, but you're a woman that knows how to stand, a, a mama that knows how to war and now how to stand. 
But God, we just thank you that you are our warrior. Yes, God. You are our defense. Yes, God. You are our high tower. Yes. And you are the one who is our strong defender. Yes. And we run into you. Yes. And that's the secret, isn't it? Yes. Because he's our high tower. Amen. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for her daughters, her sons. Amen. And I just thank you, God, that you are working in their lives Amen. and that she rests. And that from now on, whenever you think of them, you are resting on his word to Amen. you. That he is with them. Amen. And he is baking up stuff in their lives. Amen. He's cooking up something good. Amen. And it's, they're working on their testimony. Amen. Don't judge it by what you see. Amen. Don't judge it by what you feel. And don't let your mind hold you captive Amen. in it. Okay? Amen. So make it go down. Amen. Exalt the Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. Exactly. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for peace. Amen. Peace. Amen. Peace. Amen. Peace. Hallelujah. Peace. 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 Lord, we cast all of our burdens yes. on you. You weren't made for a burden. You weren't made or designed to bear the burden. You're made to cast the burden. Amen. Cast the burden on the end. He loves you. I see him coming like right by you. I see him holding up your arms and holding you. Amen. And he's carrying you. Amen. You're an amazing, amazing woman, an amazing, incredible daughter that he revels in. He loves you. He's pleased with you. And do not judge you. Don't judge you. You love you. Love you. Love you. Amen. I want you to look yourself in the mirror. Amen. I want you to look eye to eye. And I want you to tell her how much you love her. Amen. Okay? Amen. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. And I expect you to do it. Amen. Not me, but the Lord. Yes. To do it. And I want you to embrace you and love you and have grace for you. Amen. And care about you. Because God cares about you Amen. and what matters to you. And he cares about your kids. Amen. And he's going to break that Thank break that thing. Amen. And about the house, what is it being built or rebuilt? They're or? doing it, but they're not doing a great job. And um, the is thing it insurance thing? Oh yeah, we got insurance. They just, uh, I just need God to just get into the details. But I have to be honest with you, I haven't dated in years, and I'm honestly very excited about this gentleman. And I don't, I'm just like Lord, hey. <laughs> Blessed is the man Amen. who finds Amen. a woman. Amen. Amen. And so it's Amen. so good to be all okay. It's all good to be excited. Amen. It's good to be like that. But just, just that you're in, you're any, anything that's going to be a, the weapon against you is expectation. So just have no expectation. Wow. <laughs> so just don't have any expectations. If you can just be free to be and let him be free to be. Amen. And expectations can't work against you but they're tricky and your mind will play tricks on you and the next thing you'll know you'll be like oh yeah he should have you'll be like yeah he should have wait a minute that's an expectation you know what I mean wow what it should have could have what it should have he should have he could have why didn't he and that rude he didn't even call me he didn't even return my text <laughs> It's been a long time since I had to think about any of those things. I know, but you long know what I mean? Long time. I've waited yeah. on God for a long time. I did too. Amen. I had 12 years. Amen. You know, I was divorced for 12 years, and Amen. I married my, my best friend from high school. Amen. Matthew Moon. Wow. And he's, he's, uh, he's wonderful. Amen. He's, a, he's, not, he's not what my brain said I needed. Wow. 
you know? He's a little bit shorter than me, and he's a total geek, IT guy. But he's a man that I can stand and depend on. I know where I'm at with him. And I'm learning. I'm eight years married this next month. Congratulations. Thank you. But my best friend from high school. And that's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. But God set me up and wrapped my present in yellow flowers. Amen. Prepared the way in yellow flowers over period of time and he just gave me so much joy and so much it was should I take that and frame it it'd be better for me to frame it right I want it to be framed for you guys it's for you it's for is that okay yeah so should I yeah I probably should yeah I'll roll it up okay yeah I'll roll it up I'll take it and I'll fix it thank you I'm sorry that was so long Awesome. I didn't get to pray as much over the people as I had intended, but it must be God thing. Cause, it must be. <laughs> and you know, at the worship, when you lead worship, oh my gosh, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit like just machine, shows up. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of I had, it, it's really amazing because I really had a, a PowerPoint that would have been really helpful, but it was, I, I think, well, I felt nice. like the Lord said, I felt like the Lord said it was His plan. It's all good. Amen. Yeah, it's all good. So we'll see you at probably Laura's next. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, awesome. I brought some uh, some of those flyer things. I don't know if you want to have them or not. Where your next meeting is? Oh, next um, meeting will be here. I'll be here. Yeah. Not yes. where, but when? When? Um, is it October? So be November, like the fourteenth. Oh, November the 14th? second Thursday. Whatever, oh, okay. Thursday. I hope I can come. Uh, I hope I can. Um, November. Maybe. Oh yeah, um, was it Desiree? Yeah. Desiree? No, 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 no. It's another one over here. Oh okay. The lady. It wasn't too terribly long, right? No, it wasn't. It's okay. Listen, we've got yeah. here before three o'clock. Oh really? Okay. All right. <laughs> everybody was. Every, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, well, at least five once. hours. Five. Oh my goodness. In the sanctuary. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So but I think. You know and they, every single person was still, they're watching. I saw some people fall asleep, but. No, it was good. <laughs> okay, all right, God good. wanted it to be. All right, good, thank you. That's all I want. Thank you, I love you too. I kept on holding on to this oh, thing. Yeah, I gotta get you unhooked. Got this part. Yep. Got that part. Unclip. Oh, it? It's good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I just. The picture. I just felt. Are you asking how you did? Yeah. Oh yeah. We could hear you great. I felt bad for the.